This one, I, I always said they're all special to me, but this one, this one really is actually kind of special to me. This brother that I know of has been watching me for a while when I was like doing a bunch of Call of Duty stuff. And uh, over time, me and this brother have gotten really, really close. Started out as a dancer way back in 2005, I believe, or 2006-ish era. Then from being a dancer, he got into doing Airsoft, and he rose to prominence there. My man got over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube doing Airsoft, amassed 19 million plus views on his YouTube channel, and then he switched it up and started gaming, and... Uh, He's been growing there ever since. This is my boy D. Y'all know him as Demo. My boy Demo, welcome to the Game Recognized Gaming Listen, Podcast, brother. I appreciate, I appreciate you for you, having bro. me, man. I like, appreciate you, my like boy. Like I told you earlier, it's it's amazing seeing this come to life. I appreciate that, man. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it in chat boxes. I've heard it talked about. Yeah. You feel me? We've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we have. And really seeing it come to life, bro. Like I, I said it earlier in the chat, this is your calling. Bro. Yeah, man. You, you and a lot of people have actually said calling. that. And uh, it means a lot to me because, you know... As I've transitioned away from doing Call of Duty mm -hmm. and I'm into the next chapter of my content creation career, seeing everybody that actually rocks with me and have always said that they thought that I would be, you know, someone that could do something like this, it means a lot. And yeah. then, you know, you you coming on, we've been trying to lock this one down. We finally got it. And I'm, I'm just really, really excited and hyped to get into your story yeah. and just, you know, share a conversation with you. Let's do it, man. So the first thing that I like to do when I, someone comes on the Game Recognized Game podcast, I like to ask them what got them into their field. And, and your situation is a little bit unique mm. because you start you didn't start out in gaming. You started out as a dancer and then you moved into the airsoft. So I have a two-part question for you right off the bat. All right, bet. The first question is, what made you decide to go into airsoft? And then the second question is, um, as you kind of transitioned into gaming mm -hmm. what got you into gaming was there a specific video game when you were younger that you played was like yo gaming is something that i really like mm -hmm. to do now that you just asked the question that way it actually comes full circle so obviously i've done my research i watched right. some of your stuff mm -hmm. i was expecting the what got you in the gaming question right and my full circle moment with the route that i've taken is that bro my first game i, I vividly remember this you know gmo my older brother yes. 13 years older than me yeah so my introduction to gaming was the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I remember him having, uh, what was it? Is it the Super Scope, the shoulder-mounted joint for the Super Nintendo? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. then he also had the, was it the Zapper for the Nintendo, yeah. the gun? Yeah. I remember playing Duck Hunt. Wow. Right? Yes, I remember playing sir. Duck Hunt. Yes, sir. And then I remember watching him play Mortal Kombat. Okay. So that was like, I was like, yo, like this is my older brother. This is dope, right? Um, my full circle moment is that I started with a gun. You're playing the shooter, right? That transition into, man, like, growing up, for some weird reason, mom and pops didn't like guns, but I had super soakers. That was my that was my outlet, super soakers and, and all that. So me and the kids was running around the neighborhood with super soakers, and I graduated from that, getting the airsoft, buying the cheap little airsoft guns from, like, the ice cream truck, catching at the swap meet, whatever, sneaking it because, again, mom and pops wasn't having it with that. And then... I'll never forget the day I got a job working retail in the airsoft space. Mom was like, on my ass, like, you need to get out and get a job. I was working at Zoomies building skateboards at the time. And I found this little airsoft shop in the city and I got hired there. I called her that same day. Like, I know you don't like guns, but you'll never guess where I got hired. And then the rest is kind of history. You know, um, at that time I was already creating dance videos, mm -hmm. creating content like that. So I, I kind of got into airsoft at the same time I was doing the dance stuff. 
And it was like a secret nerdy little hobby of mine or whatever. And um, bro, the content space, like I've known, it's crazy you asked that because now I'm over here remembering right, 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 right. As you asked, okay, so YouTube came out, what, 05, 06? Oh, about 06 era, yeah. That's when I was I got into Airsoft. So there was no real Airsoft content that existed. Mm -hmm. So I've seen it all from the birth of YouTube to now. Yeah, bro. It wasn't until I had got out of high school that I was like, you know what? Like people making fun of me for this. I've been made fun of my whole life as a black man that's into skateboarding, that's into, you know, I was in anime a little bit. Just stuff that you don't typically see our people do. Airsoft right. was one of those. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm finna document this. I'm finna be the coolest. Y'all know me as this cool little dancer kid, right, you know what I'm saying? Right. A little popular kid or whatever, but y'all finna know me as, you know, I, I could be that, but I could do this too. Right. And you're gonna learn about it. And that's what kind of inspired me to do the Airsoft content. And then with gaming is I've always been in the game. And ever since picking up the controller back right. in the day, mm -hmm. um, I vividly remember Halo 3. Halo 2 and Halo 3. Classic, bro. That is what got me into competitive shooters. I played the Call of Duties back in the day. I've been I've literally played every Call of Duty, but it was Halo 2 and Halo 3 that I vividly remember just you know when you just grinding, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like those were the those were the days for me when I was just grinding. I was in high school at the time too, so I was grinding, bro. And feel me, we finished all the homework at school, so that way when we we got we go home, we got more time to play, and and that's what it was, bro. So that's kind of what got me into gaming, and then it's kind of a long answer to that question. No, but that's okay. Circling back to when we ended up linking up, mm -hmm. it came full circle again when I started streaming. Shout out to Clues, you feel yeah, me? The boy Clues. Um, I remember Clues telling me, he's like, yo, like, you know, T-Clean, like, he's watching one of your videos right now. He's, I think he was watching Amigos joint. It was crazy to me because I, I was like, I used to watch him, and he's watching me now. Right. And you never would have discovered me if it wasn't obviously for Clues, but I never right. would have been in that situation if it wasn't for me getting into the streaming space right. and whatnot. So that's kind of what brought me back to gaming was, well, really COVID, but that's kind of what just brought me back to it. It was like, it's all this whole storyline of, like, picking up the the zapper mm -hmm. to playing with super soakers to getting an airsoft to us going on lockdown and quarantine where I couldn't go play airsoft so I'm gaming and yeah bro it's crazy you asked that cuz I literally just reminisce on that whole thing that's, right now that's that's yeah. that's that's crazy cuz you know I kind of share a little bit of that story when it comes to like our people not doing certain things and not necessarily frowned upon but they're like oh you a nerd cuz yeah. I actually used to skate yeah right I used to skate back in the day and me and my cousin who you met who's here um, we used to skate together, Bet. bro. Yeah, we used to I'm really saying. like be on it. Like for I'm talking about going to the skate parks, like being looking at the Thrasher magazines, yep. buying skateboard tapes. Yep, that was we my actually life. grew up with a professional who ended up being a professional skater. I don't know if you TK Terry yeah, Kennedy. Shout out to that boy TK. Yeah, shout out to TK. You know he got some things going on right he now, do. but hey, but that's still you, my TK. boy. We you do love me? you, my brother. If yeah, you do man. ever see this, we love you. So we we actually grew up with him. Bro, he actually stayed down the street from us. And he would come on the block, and we had a little rail, and he would hit the rail, and then we would all we all that's just so got kind of cool. Yeah, that's, that's crazy because I vividly remember growing up a black skater, and I'm in my little skate crew, right? Again, mom and pop, mom and pop moved out the hood, right? For one, and I want to get into that. We, too, we'll by get, the way, we'll, yeah, saying, yeah, we'll yeah. get into that, but mom and pop moved out the hood, so now I'm the minority in my area, right? So it's more eyes on me everywhere I go, especially on a skateboard, right? You know what I'm saying? When I do go go back to the city, and I'm back around my people, my my family, and whatnot. I'm meeting other black skaters. That's how I ran into TK. We would hit Cherry all the time. Oh, so you know TK. Wow. It's funny how like the universe just puts people together like that, right? Yeah, bro. Skateboarding is and just like, kind of just like gaming and this air skateboarding has introduced me to so many people and has written a good part of my life. 
Like I wear SBs because I used to skate in SBs. Right. I don't wear SBs because they hype. Like right. Some of you feel right. me? Right. That's why I got these on today. Right. 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 I just seen these. Like, man, I'm feeling. I'm feeling wear these. On. I used to skate these. And on. I ain't gonna lie, bro. The drip. The drip is on. Thank you. I'm, like I'm that. Little... Like even when my cousin he saw that hat, said, yeah. "Bro, that hat kind of fire." <laughs> Y'all gotta take a look at the drip. My man hey, is. Man. My man it's, is drippy right now. It's some it's light really little something drip light. check. Ooh. My my drip. Here's my current mindset behind this, bro. Is I know a lot of people are into, and I'm not knocking nobody fashion. Everybody right. got their style, you feel right. me? But I'm real big on supporting the homies and supporting right. what they do. So if the homie got something dope going, I'm finna rock with it. Because guaranteed, if I'm in a room full of people, some of y'all got some of the same shit on. Facts. Again, no offense. Facts. You feel me? But if I could rock some of the homie shit, like shout out to my boy Ben. This is joint right here. Only heard. I walked into my local skate shop. Right. He was there dropping off boxes. I was like, hey, bro, don't you got merch out? He's like, yeah. Copped it right off from right there, you feel me? So I just want to support the homies. Kill the hype as well. What's crazy is I just, I was a fan of these, right? right? Started buying them. And then through another person that knows me, he's like, bro, I got the Kill the Hype Connect. That's the homie. And we're trying to work that out so he can introduce me. So I might have not to spend a hundred dollars. Right. Like, you know, hey, you know, yeah. Like, Cause them, but, them joints is <laughs> fire, but they got kind of expensive. Okay. You but, know, you know, but, right. but yeah, bro, that's, that's my idea of fashion now. Uh-huh. So I'm just. Listen, if the homies got something rolling, they support me, I'm going to support them type shit. As you should. Yeah. As you should. Now, I do want to kind of get into a little bit of the backstory about, you know, how you grew up. Yeah. Knowing what I know about you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know that pops used to wear the flag on the left side. Mom used to wear the flag <laughs> on the right side. If you're from L.A., you know what that reference is. But if not, we're going to leave it right there. Yeah. So getting into that, um, and you you talked about Gmo, who's also 13 years older than you, who yeah. actually grew up in the hood. Because when you were born, you guys weren't necessarily living in that area, correct? Yeah, so what's crazy is so, Pops from Watts, Mom's from Compton. Y'all can put right. that together if you, right. know, you know type shit. I will say this though, Pops wasn't really active like that, right? but the area was. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? right, 100%. And then Mom got a, a brother, a little brother, and then I think four or five sisters as okay. well. Okay, okay. So yeah, my family moved out the hood. They got, and I asked her when I was older, I was like, what, what was it for? Like, why? Right. And she's like, we just so happened to find this property. Right. Took the move. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm like, bet. <laughs> you know? If you can put your you and your family in a better situation, why not? You have to. Right? There's that. And Gmo being 13 at the time, he didn't live everywhere. Bounced around, through everything. Right. And I think what it was, too, is like, so G pretty much raised me. That's your older brother. And then my pops, too. They had to do what they had to do to survive. You feel me? You got to. But then... Gmo was that, I don't want to say that bad kid, but there was a lot of stuff that he did that he was like, yo, I better not catch you doing this. I better not see you doing this. I see him smoking and drinking. They was slanging what they had to slang, whatever. And then I grew up not smoking, not drinking, just naturally high off life type shit. Right. And just the other week, he was like, I can't believe my little brother, your daddy's son, don't smoke. Right. And he was like, what the hell? Isn't that weird? When, not necessarily from Gmo, but isn't that weird that people look at you and it's weird that you don't smoke because I kind of go through the same thing. Yeah. I don't drink, I don't smoke. Yeah. So when I tell that to people, they're like, like what? Like, like <laughs> I'm the weird one or yeah, something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's just using one example, but bro, they raised me. I'm so forever thankful for the way that for what they've done for me. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of my peers and a lot of people don't have both parents in their lives, let Correct. alone, bro. My parents have been together since they was in fifth grade. That's amazing because you don't hear that. At all anymore, anymore, but especially in our community, exactly. you know, we're the divorce rate. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know yeah. it's high. Yeah. And for them to be together for that long, 
you know, because you're already in your 30. I'm 30, yeah. And they were together since fifth grade. Fifth and I, grade. I don't even want to do the math on that, but that's a very yeah. long and time. And they're in their 60s right now. You right. know what I'm saying? So faithfully, though. And the one thing that I do know, because I've been around your parents, yeah. your dad loves your mom Man, to death, death, bro. To death. Like, and that's for that's real, That's my for real. example of love, bro. Right. That's my example. And I love that. Right. Because, again, not everyone is blessed with that. And I, I, I know that. I don't take that for granted. I've, I've kind of lived my life like that. Right. You feel me? So, right. yeah, bro. Beautiful thing. Right there. It is definitely a beautiful thing. So, by the time you were born, you guys went from the hood to where you are now mm -hmm. um, in a nicer area, in a nicer yeah. neighborhood. So, you grew up. And then, let's fast forward to your high school yes, time sir. because that's when you really kind of like came into yourself and kind of came yeah. on the map and kind of seeing what you are today started back from when you were in high school with yeah. the dancing stuff. So let's get into the dancing stuff. Yes, sir. All right. So quick backstory, right? My birth story. I was two pounds, three ounces when I was born, diagnosed with cerebral palsy, born three months premature. Um, I was sick. Mom's was sick, right? Doctor was talking about he ain't ever going to run. He ain't going to be active. That caused my parents to spoil me a little bit more, right? I was in private school, very protective as anyone would be of with course. their child, of course, right? right? Um, I remember eighth grade, my mom's like, yo, you want to go to this school? You want to go to the public school? I'm like, put me in the public school. I'm not right. trying to wear no uniform. I'm trying to, you feel me? So that's my introduction to high school, which just so happens to be the rival school from where Gmo went. What? So Big Bro is roasting <laughs> yeah, me course. off rip. Of you course. Know, he went to the, you chose the wrong side. Right, like, right, whatever. right. Um, this school was a little bit more in the hills. I'm in Whittier. Right. right. A little bit more in the hills. My brother went to Cal High. He be on my, like, I got best dress, nigga. Right. All that. Right, Big right, Brother right. shit. Yeah, Big of brother course, shit, of course. But man, high school was crazy, bro. Like I got in there so sheltered. And, and so what I felt like protected from what the real world was because of my previous uh, private school experiences. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, it was really when I discovered who I was. I kind of like, my brother gave me the nickname Demo, by the right. way, Dylan Moore, Demo. And I feel like that's really where Demo was born because it had to be like pff, 2007, 2008 yeah. when I went to one of my cousin's little birthday parties and the music come on. I'm seeing everybody just dancing. I'm like, right. okay. I kind of, I kind of, I, I rock with this vibe. Like, obviously, this isn't happening in the city where I'm at. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I'm in exactly. LA. Like, right. I'm in LA with it. This is what we doing out here. All right. Bet. I'm going to take this back to Whittier right quick. Right. Sure enough, I don't know what it was, bro, but like, I had this, just this, just vibe to me, mm -hmm. you know? And it wasn't even me. Like, you know, high school, high schoolers, yeah. people trying to be somebody. I wasn't trying to be nobody. I was really just being myself. And that just happened to be the kid that was. Dancing around campus, you know what I'm saying? And and one thing that one thing led to another. And I ended up being the guy behind the camera. Because okay. what I realized was we would record these dance videos. I'll hit the dopest move ever. I see the final edit. That move ain't in there. <laughs> Don't you hate I'm that, like, bro? Nigga, right, you not? Right. This is the this is what you needed to I'm be like, recorded. Bro, yes. And then at that time, it was just dance battles, dance crews and shit like that. So like I got people that I'm homies with till this day. That we bring it up all the time. Like, I can't believe you called me out in high school. Oh, weak ass movies. Right, you know right, I mean? right, like right, right. But then, like, I'll bring it up. It's like, bro, I wasn't editing them videos back then. So that led to one thing and another. One thing led to another. And I was like, yo, like, let me be the guy behind the camera. I'll record y'all, get y'all angles, take note of what I'm doing, and implement that when you record me. Right. And it just it happens so naturally. Now, on the flip side, I'm on a basketball team, bro. I'm not focused on hoop at all. Right. I'm eating girls. Right. I'm dancing. Right. Social media is new. Man. I could just imagine at that time. Living like, my what, life. What was going on Living at that time. Living my life, you know? know? So um, that's kind of where it was all born. And then it, the videos was getting hits, but 
didn't know what to do with it. It was right. so, social media was so new, bro. I was right. like, okay, cool. They watching this. I'm gonna keep it moving. And that was yeah, what MySpace, MySpace and AIM was the main two, and then Facebook was fresh. So that's where most of the videos went. Right. And then YouTube as well. But like like I said, I wasn't running the YouTube channels. I wish I. I wish knowing I was. what you know now. Knowing what I know now. I right. Knowing what you know but, now. Right. But yeah, man. So speaking about, you know, in high school yeah. and then, you know, not necessarily growing up in L.A., but going to L.A. to cousins parties and seeing that. Man. And then you're taking it back to Whittier. Mm-hmm. And I know Whittier is definitely different from the city. Oh, yeah. So did you have any experiences being probably at that point in time, probably one of the only black kids in yeah. your neighborhood. Cause I've been to your neighborhood yeah. and I know what it looks like. Yeah. So quiet I can just imagine, it's very quiet, but I can just imagine you and Gmo being in that area and just having some type of positive or even negative yeah. experiences. So we was the black family in the neighborhood. Right. Right. Another realization that I made recently kind of reflecting on my journey is like, yo, I never wanted to be the popular kid. Right. But why is everyone in the neighborhood coming to my crib? Can, D, can, Dylan, can Dylan play? Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and Pop's such a, a OG, a MacGyver. He just loves seeing his son happy, who they said would never do this. Right. Pop's going to MacGyver some shit so we can all play baseball in a, in, a, in, a, in a yard. You know what I'm saying? And we just happen to live on that corner house. So there's people passing by. And I'm seeing cars pass by. That's kids. And they're like, yo, now we meet, I'm meeting kids that I didn't know lived up the block coming down. To, and, and it was just like my, my crib was the spot. Okay. But it wasn't necessarily my crib. It was the energy that I gave off. Correct. And I noticed that oh, the older I got, the more I started to realize that I, I have that power. Right. Whether it be influence. I don't know exactly what to call it. Right. But the older I got, the more I realized. Like, okay, people flock to me for XYZ. whatever the reason is. Right. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because when we first met, mm-hmm. it was it, it's a crazy story how we met. Like you said, he had been watching me. And then we kind of linked up. I think it was on Twitter or something. Yeah. And it was right around the time... It was champs. Yeah. Um, it yep. was champs. And mind you guys, like, we don't know each other at all. Just basically, like, through my chat, through his chat, mm-hmm. talking back and forth. I met him, and I knew off the bat that you were somebody that I wanted to be associated with based off, like you said, the energy that you give off. Yeah. When you put positive energy into the world, you get positive energy back. That's facts. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I just remember when we were sitting there in champs and, you know, you you were you were quiet, but then you kind of got in your comfort zone, and then like now me and you were talking, and then I think that was the time, the first time you probably had met Chris, right? That was the very first time. Did I? I think did so. I introduce yeah. you guys. Did yeah. I introduce you guys together? Yeah, so I introduced yeah. you to Chris, and now we're all now you go from watching these people, mm-hmm. me myself included, yeah. and then now you're like hanging out with these people, Crazy. and that's only because the type of person that you are. And Crazy. I always thought it, I always thought it was fascinating seeing what you did. And knowing your backstory, knowing where you came from, because like I said, you came from Airsoft into the Call of Duty space. I thought it was dope. Getting to the Airsoft space, yeah. I saw something that you did. You had let one of your biggest fans like mess with like a $1,200 build that you made. Yeah. Describe what it's like when you go to an Airsoft field, right? Mm-hmm. And people are there to see you. It's crazy, bro. Till this day, and I tell, I tell you, Sam, I tell right. my girl this all the right. time. I don't feel as popular as I am. I really don't notice it until I'm put in those situations. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, as soon as someone's like, oh, is that Demo? Heads turn. Or as soon as I go to the, they have a little, like a photo wall. As soon as I go Mm. to the photo wall, depending on the vibes that day, I could get swarmed. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's, it's yes, I go there. I used to go there just to, as Airsoft is, an escape to go. Same reason why we play video games, Right. Right. 
then I just sometimes only go there just for content. Like, let's see what I could film today. But now, if I know that I can go there and make somebody's day just by my just off my appearance, I'm gonna go and be like, let's pull up real quick. Boom, we pull up and we vibe out like that kid, for example. Right. Um, I didn't know this, but at that time, he was waiting to meet me. Right. He had met every single one of my teammates. Okay. Already, this had been my seven to eight month break from airsoft. Kid had no idea I was gonna be there that day. Straight tears. And there's some stuff I didn't put in the video, obviously. Right, right. As soon as I saw him, it was straight tears, man. And it, it hit me. I was like, damn. That's one of them things when you take that little break and you come back. You right, know what I'm saying? That was right. one of those realizations of like, wow. You know, like that's the type of impact that I have. Positive impact I'm able to have on somebody just, again, from being me. So, man, when I go to the airsoft field and, and the communities there showing me love, that it, it makes me realize, like, it makes me feel like, is worth something like not that it's not worth nothing, but right. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, bro, it's it's crazy. It's really I, a crazy. I can only imagine. Vibe. I can only imagine because you know the one thing even about me, like when I was at my my height, yeah, it's it never gets old. The people that support you, mm -hmm. that come to see you, like I can remember like going to one of the events when we went to, uh, I think it was Call of Duty Anaheim when they were still doing Call of Duty Anaheim. Yeah, somebody asking me for an autograph. I'm with... That's the one that's pinned on yeah, your... Yeah, that's the one that's yeah, on, yeah, my, yeah. on my Twitter. I'm with Chris. And at that time, he wasn't as big as he is now, but yeah. he was still a big name. Yeah. I'm with him, and I'm thinking, like, these people want to see him, and I'm just there just because, you know, that's my boy, and that's what we're doing. But people, like, started coming up yeah. to me, and it never, get, it never gets old, bro. Yeah. And it just, like you said, just goes to show you the type of influence you can have mm -hmm. when you're doing something positive that people rock with. And I always thought it was so dope. Every time I see you giving back, because that's very, very important, not yeah. only in the gaming space, but in the airsoft space and yeah. any content creation space to be able to give back is something that I think that should be required. Yeah. And it's, it's sorry to cut you no, off, no, but ahead. I don't think people realize how much of a blessing it is to be put in that position. Correct. You know, who am I to hoard all these parts? And, and I'll tell these companies that also when they reach out, it's like, yo, like we want to send you this $2,000 gun. It'll be the best. Like, yo, I'm not keeping that. I'd rather go bless somebody who can't even afford that. Correct. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where, where that comes from, bro. And and that's dope. And I saw one of the, one of the dopest things, and this is what got me into like maybe I want to try airsoft. Yeah, I remember seeing that clip that you made where you did like a man. I think you had like a five piece, bro. When you did the little slot, bro, I'm like, yo, yeah. this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, describe what was going through your head when you're trying to make that move and you're making that play, yeah. and then you just hit it, and it's like, oh my god. Honest, it's crazy. Okay, so I grew up hooping, right? Growing up, I think growing up hooping and skateboarding have had two huge influences on my, who I am as a competitor, right? When you're, as a skater, I'm getting that trick. Right. I don't care how long it takes. Right. And if I land it, I don't like the way it look, we reshooting. I'm redoing yeah. that. Yeah. As a hooper, you're not stopping me, bro. I'm getting by you and I'm finna embarrass you. Oh, one thousand. And if I put you on the floor, I'm AI stepping oh, over you. Oh, I'm, and I'm gonna hit the shot too. Oh God, yeah, yeah exactly. so, for real. So I think having those as my backgrounds, right? When it comes to the airsoft, um, me and my boys pretty much created, I guess, what I can make in comparison to the CDL of airsoft. We've created this competitive, not league, but this format that's just taken off, right? There's a lot of eyes on me as a creator, as a competitor. So that athlete in me comes out whenever I do that. So like. It's never like, oh, I'm going to go do this. It's kind of like always in a moment. And I've had so many viral moments, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know which one you're talking about right, right now. But just to kind of name two that a lot of people know 
me for. There was one that went super viral. I think that's the one I'm probably talking uh, about. Yeah, well, I, I walked up behind someone. I was like, hey, where they at, bro? That's and, the one that I'm talking about, yes. He, he turns around and I, I shoot him in the mask twice. Right, right. So in that moment, what's crazy, I'm going to give some context because I've never been able to really give context for this. Right. It's a five-on-five format game mode with a flag in the middle. Delete the enemy team, grab the flag, hang it on their wall. We were down, we were playing 4v5 off rip because someone got a penalty. And then that was a 2v3 situation, two of us, three of them. One of my boys got eliminated, turned into a 1v2. I take one out, run around, and I don't know what it was, but I was like, man, I'm going to do a cod finisher on this, man. Like, <laughs> if I ever get the opportunity, I'm a cod finisher somebody. And that was it. And it went super viral. I mean, it was on Sports Center, House of Highlights, everywhere. Bro. No, that that clip. That clip was crazy. Was crazy. <laughs> that clip was like, nice, bro. And, I, and coming from someone that doesn't even really know the airsoft space, yeah. I knew that it was crazy. Yeah. You know, so when I see it and I saw it going up, I'm like, I'm like, wow, this, yeah. this, this is dope. <laughs> now, getting back into the airsoft thing. Yes. Um, so now, you know, you're going to these fields, people are recognizing you, you're on the ground floor of creating, you know, a system that is kind of like going up today. Is that, so the name of the company that you work with is, is Speak QB. Speak QB. Cause yes. I always want to say SYG, yeah. but it's Speak QB. Yeah. Now is that one of the first sponsorships that you got? So it's kind of interesting the position that, well, I'm in, but specifically we're in SYG. SYG, we're a team, competitive team. Okay. Kind of like a phase clan. Okay. We we laid out this blueprint of montage style gameplay. We have a specific look to us. You know what I mean? A lot of people have told me you guys are like the phase clan of Airsoft. Crazy. But right. that's kind of the best comparison I okay. can make. Speak QB is something that we as competitive players have come up with as like, yo, we don't want to just pull up to the field and play regular games that they're doing. We want we we want to run like fives. Let's right. like pull like open. Right. Exactly. It's like we want to run fives. So that's what we ended up creating. And it blew up bigger than we could ever imagine. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally worldwide. Now, to this day, it's not just Speak QB anymore. People have taken what we've done and made their own little leagues and their own tournaments and their own stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of crazy just to see how far the boys have come doing what they do, but also how much I've been able to add to that. Because people see me and watch my content for... No one else is really making Speak QB-style videos. I mean, me and the boys are, but, like, as far as an individual content creator... I really do have that in the palm of my hand, and I know that. Right. So, so it's dope just to kind of see how how much that's grown. But yeah, bro, like that's that's where that came from. It was just competitive players. We just wanted more, and that wasn't a it didn't that wasn't a space in airsoft. Along those lines, yeah. and, and this is just my opinion. Yeah. Being one of the faces, not the face of airsoft, but one of the faces mm-hmm. of airsoft. What are some of the challenges that you go through? Ooh, I face adversity my whole life being the two pound three ounce kid that they said wouldn't be able to amount to nothing on top of that being a minority in a space where ain't no other black people right so those are already things that i've been living with Mm -hmm. once i realized like oh so you mean to tell me there's nobody in this motherfucker that looks like me that's doing what i do y'all gonna watch whether i see it or not y'all gonna watch right so having that but also knowing that i have I'm, i'm able to impact lives in such a positive way no matter who they who they are, where they come from, that's that's the fuel that I've had to keep me going, keep me doing this. The hardest thing for me was making the transition from being a competitor in it to just being like a face for it. Because I was just like, bro, I just want to compete. I'm just trying to shoot niggas in the face. Right. From that to, all right, nah, like, like this is what Airsoft has to offer. And now I can be that bridge from the gaming space to Airsoft or from anywhere else and introduce people to, to what it is. And it's funny that you say that because... Like one of the first conversations that you and I had, 
when you were discussing and really getting into like the Call of Duty spaces, mm-hmm. that was the exact same thing that you said. Yeah. I want to be the bridge from gaming and airsoft and kind of link those those worlds together. Yeah. So I have to ask you this question. Yes, sir. Quavo. Man. That that that's very, very big. Yeah. First off, how did so for those people that don't know, my boy Demo back a, a little while ago uh hosted an event for Quavo of the Migos. Mm-hmm. And they were out there. And it's a video that's on his channel right now. Um, I thought that was that was dope. Yeah. You know, so first before you get into you know meeting Quavo and doing that, how did that opportunity even come along? This is when the pandemic was Slow, things were slowing. People, things were opening up, and what's crazy is company that I work with, KWA, reached me out, reached out to me, and they're like, "Yo, Quavo wants to play airsoft for his 30th birthday." And I'm like, "What? That's crazy! Like, who wants to play airsoft? You don't want to play? He, you sure you don't want to play paintball? You sure he didn't mean paintball? Like, I'm just trying to check. They're like, no, like he wants to play airsoft, like because he does the hunt show day every every weekend for his birthday. It'll be like a, a charity like basketball game or something like that. He said he wanted to do airsoft. I'm like, all right, cool. Why are you guys approaching me though? You know, I'm like, I want to make sure your intentions are proper. Like, well, okay, you're telling me this for what? They're like, yo, we don't, we can't fly out our crew and we can't find anyone else in the airsoft space that's better fit for this opportunity. I'm like, all right, I'm down. Let me know what I got to do. And what's crazy is, as dope as that video is, I had almost zero creative control over that content. I didn't really edit that video. I edited a little bit of it, had a little bit of my input, but that was kind of just because it wasn't my idea or something I came up with directly. They were just like, yo, come, we need y'all for this. All right. That's kind of what that was. But now that I've done that, I got a blueprint for anyone else I want to work with. I know how how it could look. Because I could, bro, that event was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Could have been 20 times better. If, you me, had, if I had control. Correct, control, control, control. control. Yeah, so. Okay. So now the day comes yeah. and you guys are on the field. Did he know anything about airsoft when he first got to the field or did you kind of teach him nah bro i had to put him and offset so him and offset showed up okay and then the first thing offsets there in like a hoodie bro had like a hoodie and like a bubble coat over something crazy and he's like which one hurt more airsoft or paintball and i'm like paintball bro i was like you probably don't even need to wear all these layers offset didn't last the whole day he left <laughs> um, <laughs> but but Quavo, shout out to offset, shout because, out to offset that, because that's my yeah. boy and i know him we game together and all yeah, of that nah. yeah I don't mean that he didn't laugh. No, no, no. You know no I know, yeah, but we, we know what you mean. Yeah, but, You're right. But no, nah, it was it was cool, bro. And then Quavo being a natural competitor, he is. What's crazy at the time, I didn't realize how close we were in age. He's like a year or two older than me, if that. Yeah, he was out there killing it. He was out there killing it. And the one the one thing that all the airsoft is pointing out is that is a clip that my boy left in the video. He's like, he shot someone and he lifted up his mask to be like, hey, you out. And that's like one of the most dangerous things you do in airsoft and paintball is keep your eye pros on. Your eyes are expensive. Your teeth are expensive. Like, you feel me? Like. So that was the one thing that all the airsoft has pointed out, but man, the impact that that had was crazy. Because one thing that I've done as a black man in the airsoft spaces, I brought in the the. I always say that there was no culture in airsoft before I came in. As cocky as that sounds to some people, the black people know exactly. No, what I know I'm, exactly you know, the, what you the mean. The black yeah, people know, know exactly, exactly what, what I'm talking mean. about. Yeah. So I was able to actually market that, and it, it was just for the culture. That's my shit. Like for the culture, everything I do, I do it for the culture. Everything you do, you should do it for the culture too, because that represents more than. Just like me and my people, that's that's me and you. Airsoft culture, gaming culture, it's for the culture. No matter right. what we do, it's for the culture, right? right? So I'll never forget the day of, right? We there, we had a special gun for Quavo for his birthday. We made it, boom, he got that. Offset looked straight at me. He's like, where am I at? Right? And his, and, his, and his boys is all around him like, no, nigga, I want that. I'm like, so he pulled me off to the side. He's like, you got something for me? I was like, I got you. And it was my personal rifle. And one moment for me that stood out that 
wasn't um, documented was I have my For the Culture logo lasered on my gun. And he's, it's an AK too. He looked like a little Draco. So right. he's looking at it, he's like, man, this is for the culture right here. He's like, that's like, he was like, that's hard. So for me as a fan, but also one black man to another and really understanding what they mean when they say they do it for the culture and what I mean when I say I do it for the culture. At the time, they was working on Culture 3 as well. Like it, it had, that was just one of those dope off-camera things with Offset specifically that hit. Another off-camera thing that ugh, I wish the homie would have caught this. Shout out to Quavo, man. So we had, there was volunteers at the field, right, that were there to help make sure this, this game goes. That's all I was there for was to make sure Quavo has a good birthday. Bro ain't got to worry about nothing. I mean, you see me in the video. I'm reloading mags for him right. just to make sure. Like, bro, you don't got to worry about learning how to reload this mag. Like, go out there, shoot your gun, have fun. The two volunteers I had suited up in their own gear, got out on the field to go play with them. So I'm like, who, who else going to work this event? Quavo looks right at me. He's like, you work here? He's like, you can do it too. Like, you can suit up and, and get out there too. And I looked, I looked, bro, dead in his eyes. I was like, I flew out here from LA, bro. Like, I'm not here to play. I'm, I'm here to make sure this, for your birthday, right? I'm here to make sure you have a good time. That's it. And he, he, he kind of like, and dabbed me up, like, respect. Boom, off, just right there. And that was kind of right. in front of everybody. And to me, it was just like, that was another, like, sign of like, I'm in this, it's a deeper reason, a deeper meaning to what I'm doing, bro. Way deeper than just, I'm not here to just play airsoft. And for the culture, bro, that that saying, mm. that's that's tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like you said, and I know you want to keep it airsoft, but like, nah, it's, for it's, me. I don't. Like it's, 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 for me, right. it's way big. You already no, know. No, you exactly. Know. Yeah. And that's, and that's what yeah. I was getting into. Yeah. Like when you say that you're doing something for the culture, bro, that has more of an impact than people Huge. ever know. Yeah. So now you you're done doing the doing the Quavo birthday, mm -hmm. and you know you're going to all these events, you're doing all these things, getting these sponsorships. Airsoft has taken you around the world, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like literally around the world. Yeah. What was one of the first places that you went to? When you kind of quote unquote made it in airsoft, uh, we we did a DreamHack event in in the Netherlands in Europe. At the time, we had partnered with somebody in Europe who flew literally flew out to LA, loved what we were doing, flew out here, met the homies on the doorstep. Like, yo, like I wanted, I want speak QB in Europe. But before he pulled up to them, he saw me at the field, and he was just like, "They love you out there." He's like, "I want what you guys have here out there." And now, in twenty twenty three, they have their whole own. Thing. But it started when me and my boy Eric flew out there. The first time we flew out there. Shout out to Sapo, my boy Eric. He's a designer. Crazy we're talking about Call of Duty. He designed a lot of things that were in Black Ops 2. Okay. Actually. Okay. Yeah. So, um, man, yeah. Shout out to Eric. That's crazy. Shout out to Eric. So, I don't know um, you, but shout out to you. I would love for you to meet him. I gotta, actually, we yeah, gotta do it. I gotta introduce yeah. you. So, it went from Eric designing this to it being brought up in real life. We flew out there and we're like, yo, like this is crazy. We can do this? Another realization of like, damn. If, if we build it, they will come. We get out there. And again, this is kind of when I'm like a competitor, but I'm kind of like straying away from like, I don't really want to compete. Eric pulls up. We playing at five on five. He hits a whole five piece in front of everybody. Crowd going crazy. I'm like, man, like we, we really are doing something. That was kind of a moment where I felt like we made it right. That was our first trip to Europe. We come back. We go back out there. Now we've established DreamHack, which is one of the biggest gaming conventions, right? Um, we were able to have our own competitive airsoft field at DreamHack separate from the CS tournaments and everything else they was doing there. And I'll never forget, I'm just mobbing through, you know, seeing seeing who's playing what. And I meet this one guy who, I think he said he used to play pro, pro paintball. Um, 
back in the day. And he's like, wait, so what are you guys doing over there? It looks like paintball. I was like, nah, it's airsoft. I introduce him and he's a gamer. And he's like, bro, this is crazy. This is like doing what I'm doing. But in real life, I'm like, yeah, bro, come check out. Let him shoot the gun and all that. That was a moment for me because like I said, I wanted to build that bridge. And I was like, yo, like we're really at this gaming convention. I mean, Europe for one. First of all. First of all. Right. <laughs> at this gaming, at a gaming convention playing airsoft. Right. And I mean, there's a whole story to that. Me and the team took second. Our guns got seized in, in the U.S. And we, they had to, the Europe teams came together, gave us some stuff to borrow guns. It was crazy. But we can't. We can't. Yeah. We can't. We, mean, we that? can't okay. skip past that. <laughs> All right. So your guns got seized? Yo, okay. So where we were flying to in the Netherlands, you have to be 18 or older in order to own an airsoft gun. Okay. You need like a license and everything. Uh-huh. So us flying in, there's specific paperwork that needs to be filled out. Eric and I have done it before. We already know the process. So it was, it was light when we had to fly in like, maybe eight people for our team. Um, we did all that. It wouldn't get out of LAX. It was nothing on Netherlands and it was all LAX. So we sent six people to fly over and then three people stayed back with the luggage trying to figure it all out. They wouldn't let us. So we literally flew out there, no guns, nothing, no equipment. Some of us spent thousands of dollars with, for worth of you know money on our equipment for this tournament, called up everyone and you're like, yo, we don't have our guns. If, if y'all could let us borrow something cool, thugged it out. Um, the way the tournament works is if you advance you make it to sunday and sunday is the championship we made it to sunday and we ended up taking second we ended up taking second because of i guess what i can something that makes sense to the viewers is the shot clock ran out okay i had i had to grab the flag and hang it and the shot clock ran out okay. we didn't hang it in time okay but we were that close that's kind of a i made it moment of when i'm in europe two i'm competing out here at dreamhack and we almost won the tournament without our own guns you know what i'm saying that's just full like that was the full experience for me. That was kind of a peak in Arizona. That that that's an amazing story because I, I kind of <laughs> liken you winning something is like I mean like in that situation mm-hmm. it's kind of like going to sit at somebody else's setup and dropping yeah. a fifty or something. Yeah. You know, well, I mean fifty is a lot, but dropping a thirty yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Okay, so for the people that don't know, because I actually don't even know the difference, mm-hmm. what's the difference between airsoft and paintball? Okay, that's the that's that's the one comparison we get all the time. Okay, so I actually play both paintball is i don't know the specific millimeter but it's a larger projectile and it, it's paint you get hit paint shows up you know you hit someone um airsoft is small six millimeter plastic bb so they're a lot smaller but they fly a lot farther a lot straighter and the guns are so realistic and different there's a lot of different things to do in airsoft there isn't paintball as well but not as much so that's kind of the main difference is airsoft guns are a lot more realistic the bbs are small and they're hard plastic so when you shoot someone you're expecting them to raise it. it's an honor system you expect them to raise a hand and get out um and then paintball is just larger projectiles but they don't shoot as far or as accurate but it's paint so if you hit someone you know you, you know that's yeah. the main okay. main difference okay yeah and so you know you could probably go do paintball on an airsoft field and yes. vice versa mm-hmm. makes sense because i always wanted to know you like what the differences were because when i see them both side by side they look very similar yeah. i just didn't know if there was any like technical difference but it's really just the size of the projectiles and it being paint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The okay. guns themselves, like we can tech, we can get technical with it, but the guns themselves are very like the physics behind it are very different. Okay. Like in order to get an airsoft BB to fly farther, there's a device in there that puts a backspin on it. Uh huh. And it, you can sail your BBs farther. There's different weight BBs. If you snipe, you use heavier BBs and you can reach farther. It's it's a little technical, but that's the beauty of it is that when I market, because I used to work retail in airsoft as well, so when I used to market airsoft to people that would come into the shop, I'll be like, yo, anyone can play. It just depends what you want to play. You want to play TDM? You want to play search? You want to get out on ground war, mess around? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
are you trying to try hard and sweat and be a competitor? You know, so there's different things for different people in airsoft. That's pretty dope. So what is your favorite class setup? This is the Call of Duty Ooh, reference. What's okay. your favorite class setup? What's your favorite class setup when you're doing airsoft? Oh, that's tough. I don't know. So I've realized I'm real. I'm nice with a few different things. Okay. Right. Nice with a pistol, but I would have to say it's a rifle, right? AR. I'm using an M4 specifically named Sharkisha. A lot of people know that's the name of the gun. My yeah. airsoft is watching this going right. though. Um, yeah, I, I got that. So M4 that runs on compressed air will be called HPA. And yeah, bro, that's that's my joint right there. That's your baby. You put right that in there. my hands, it's, it's over. over. It's it's wrapped. And that's kind of like the same thing with me and Warzone One with the Car Ninety Eight, bro. You give me that joint. Oh yeah, it's I'm hey, this man there. with the Car Ninety Eight. I'm out of there, bro, bro. The amount of clips I've seen you hit, bro, crazy. It would be like I was more confident running with the Car Ninety Eight in my hand than with a red gun. I can see you run across the screen. You run across my it's screen. Rats. There was a point in time where if yeah. you run across my screen, bro, yeah, you're dead. Yeah. People would be like, "Yo, T, snipe him." Yep. Bam. Then you, get, then you get the reaction. Y'all already oh, know yeah. about you already know, you already yep. know my reaction, bro. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. I get crazy yeah. with the reactions. So, did you ever do you snipe in airsoft? I do, so I do, but sniping in airsoft is very challenging. It's so satisfying, but it's very challenging. A lot of people actually underestimate how challenging it is. It's a little bit easier these days to get into it. But it's tough because if I'm trying to line up this sniper shot, I'm finna pull up with my M4 and I pull that trigger five times. You gone, bro. Right. Like it's you know. But that's the difference. It, it also depends where you play because I play primarily indoor CQB close quarters. Mm -hmm. So you know I'm up in your face with it. If we play outdoor, like bro, I went to Europe this year and we were out there in the forest playing and there's dudes in full ghillie suits with the quietest snipers and I'm like, bro. Here I am with my rifle trying to play my... <laughs> right. I'm out of my element, bro. You right, feel me? And right. it's, it's crazy. So Airsoft is dope because not a lot of people know about it, but when you get into it, it's like this whole other world of just, I want to go be a sniper or do I want to, you know, it's, it's dope, man. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't had a chance to actually go and do it, but I know when I do, you're going to be the person that oh, yeah. takes me out I got there you. and do that. And, yeah. I, and I know and I know we're going to have fun. So speaking about being in Europe, out of all the places that Airsoft has taken you... Mm -hmm. What is your favorite place that you've that you've been to? Okay, so I have to take the travel traveler mindset out of this. Okay, because this is, this answer specifically is going to be more for the airsoft space. Okay, because of all the trips I've had, I've gone on. Toronto was actually one of the best airsoft related trips that I've been on. Okay, because of one the airsoft community, Toronto in general, and the the crew that I went with okay. was a good time. So I think it's probably one of my most memorable. I could easily say like I've been here and I've been there, but I think if I if I really think about my airsoft related trips, Toronto had to be probably the dopest one that I've been on. Which it don't sound crazy because a lot. Of, I mean, it might sound crazy to some people, but because right. I've been so many places, but I, I think Toronto holds a special place in my heart. And they actually just banned airsoft in Canada, and some of the fields are closing down. It's different out there, so that even more it's a little like special to me. Okay. So, but I've I've been some places. No, you think, have. You know, I've, you I know. was looking through some of the some of the old videos, bro, and I seen some of the things that you were posting. I'm like, bro, this this dude been everywhere. Travel the world, travel the world. And can you I just, love, bro. bro? People can't imagine that. You know, when you when you get into a space and you get really good at something, the type of doors that open up to you, man, what is amazing? Because I can think about some of the things that I've done through gaming. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I never would have thought that I would ever do anything Bro, like this. If, if For anyone watching this, keep grinding. Don't be scared to ask those questions. Don't be scared to put yourself out there. And don't be scared to, one, know your value, know your worth. And if it's a price for that, let them know it's a price for that. Because if I never would have let these people know, hey, if you want me out here, 
this is what has to happen. I would never, I wouldn't have been these places. And that message is very, very important. Cause I know like, you know, like I always say in my heyday, I never compromised what I wanted to partner with a company. Mm -hmm. I, I would do like market research and I'll say, okay, well, this is what my reach is. And this is what I think I should be paid. And sometimes you got to take a hard stance and a hard line. Yeah. And sometimes when, when the offer comes back, they're like, well, we can't give you that. You gotta be you gotta be willing to walk away from a deal if it doesn't suit oh, yeah. what you want. Yeah. Can you discuss or I don't know if you want to say a name of a company, but can you discuss a situation where okay, this is what I think I should get or mm -hmm. this is what I think I need to complete this, and you had to walk away from something like that? Yeah, I mean, as a creator, listen, it's not it's not a walk in the park. You know this, right? There's a lot of things you're gonna have to just take on the chin. Right. Um, and I mean, if I can name one specifically, you actually know this GameStop. Yeah. Shout out to GameStop, though, you know, because I, there's some people internally over at GameStop that I'm cool with that I actually ended up having that conversation with. For those of y'all that don't know, I, I actually came to T was like, yo, I have this offer on the table. How do I navigate this? And these are things in, in your content creation journey that, you know, one day you watching this well, video, exactly. you know what I'm saying? You're they're, they're gonna you're gonna have these offers on your table, and I, I reached out to T about this. We actually sat and talked about it for a while, and uh, you know, GameStop threw some my way. I threw some back at them, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. But I needed that to kind of realize, like, okay, if this is my reach, this is what they're offering. This didn't work out. When it doubles back, whether it's with them or someone else, let's see how I approach that now. I can learn from that situation. Mm -hmm. And now I'm tight with some people internally at GameStop. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and you know the the one thing you can't you can't ever be afraid to do is bet on yourself. Facts. You know, and I and I and this is a this is something that I not only tell my children but like people in my chat when they're watching me, I, I preach this to everyone. It's never losing. It's always only a lesson. Always. Always a lesson. Always. It's always a lesson to be learned. And sometimes you gotta learn the lesson the hard way. Yeah. And putting a worth on yourself and not compromising in the long run, it benefits you in the long oh, run. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because I remember when we talked about the GameStop thing, and I'm mm -hmm. like, yo, bro, I remember and we're not gonna get into specifics, but yeah. I remember what you said that they were offering, and I said, No, nah, I think I don't I think you shouldn't do it if that's what they're offering, and this mm -hmm. is what I think you should do because you gotta look at your reach and you you gotta, you know, hundred thousand on YouTube and your Instagram is at 30,000. Two Instagrams that are <laughs> that are high, 30, yeah. 15, 20, 30,000. And then, you know, you had your TikTok, which was Man, going crazy. Unfortunately, I, I, I know. I, I'm sorry that I had it's to bring cool, it up. It's cool. Sorry we I had to bring it up. But, cool. but you had your TikTok that yeah, was going crazy. TikTok was booming. So for those that don't know, right. my TikTok, I have reached 167,000 followers. And counting, lost it. Banned. So I had Airsoft content on there. And Airsoft is... is the challenge we face is that it's guns, right? No matter how pretty, crazy we let, make them, how, how colorful or different we make them, it's guns. And TikTok is very sensitive, gets more sensitive by the day. So at the time, I think TikTok was really just doing a lot of damage control. And I unfortunately landed in that situation because I once that happened, a lot of my airsoft homies that were booming, million, I'm talking millions, same situation. One of my boys, shout out to Minnesota Airsoft, bro, he had one account was at two mil, lost it. Another account I think was at like a mil. Lost it, but he went to YouTube Shorts, which I know Rakita right. did as well, right? Booming. Boom, I think he's like three mil. Yeah. He's actually, a, a sh again, shout out to Minnesota because uh, he shouted me out and helped me reach my 100K. He gave me a shout out. He's like, yo, I'm doing a giveaway. You got to get demo to 100K. We'll do a giveaway. Boom. You know, that's, that's just, that's just off, again, 
being I didn't ask for that. But I'm thankful for that. You know what I mean? Just just be, being who you are really can get you so far. Don't try to be like nobody else. You can take mm, notes from man. everybody, put it in a pot, mix it up, and create your own thing. You don't got to be like, you know what I'm saying? It's a, I'm sure you see it a lot yeah. with the people that you know. A right. lot of people want to just mimic what they see. Very much so. That's, that's only going to get you so far, oh, bro. Man. And it's funny that you said, you know, the thing, you know, I'm doing a giveaway in Demo. Um, we got to give him a hundred K and you didn't even ask for that. That's kind of like my situation yeah. with, with Chris, bro. Mm-hmm. When I say Chris, for the people that know us, I'm talking about swag. I just was a fan of his. Yeah. And one day he just shouted me out. Isn't out of the blue. how that works, bro? Right out of the blue. And this is like before, I, this is way before we got cool. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were cordial with each other. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about way before we were like, where the way we used to be, you know, I'm, and it, it's just crazy because it just, it's a full circle moment. When you are who you are and you give out positive energy, come positive right energy tends to always come ahead of my cousin. He's a big believer in karma. Mm-hmm. When you, it's the same thing, bro. If you do good in the world, good will be done unto you. Yeah. And it's not about you doing good to get something in return. It's just you're doing good because that's what you want to do. What you want to do. It's going to come right back. And, and another thing, too, that is full circle for me because... You're one of the people that I I consider myself growing up watching. You know what I mean? Chris as well. Right. You never know. You can meet, you could be sitting at a podcast talking to some of these people that you watch. Man, you never know. Sharing knowledge, sharing life experiences. Man. You know what I mean? You never know. You never know. And and it's and you've done that a lot of that through your airsoft and through your gaming. And it's the same thing with me. Mm-hmm. The the people that I've been able to meet, yeah, just playing video games, bro. Crazy. I mean, and I'm not gonna name drop anybody. But, like, it's crazy. Yeah. The people that DM me to this day, the people that I'm in constant contact with. But, yeah, it's crazy, yeah, bro. bro. It re- it just really is. Yeah. Speaking of, I mean, speaking of swag, shout out to Chris again. Yeah, my boy. The way we met, he introduced us, right? And I have, actually have a, a kind of crazy story that, oh, so many full circle moments. Game of Wild Black. I was going to get into that. Yeah. Shout right. out to the GWB fam. I'll never forget this. I had I was on set, or I had an opportunity, right, for, for the shoot with them. And I didn't get the the call sheet. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm shooting. I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know who the talent is or whatever. So the email, I get an email from them literally like maybe a couple hours before. They don't, they're usually on top of it. This was my bad. I messed, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it says face swag on the call sheet. I'm like, ain't no way. Why they got me in the same, on the same set with Chris? Like whatever. Right. I'm thinking I'm going to be interviewing, bro. Next thing right. you know, I'm on a panel full of creators sitting next to him. I'm like, oh, Damn. Yeah, you know, and and it was him. Shout out Griff. Shout out BJ. And it was it was the love. From, it was love from there. I don't fan out. I'm just not that type of person. I appreciate people and the work they do, who they are, right? And uh, again, shout out to Griff because Griff came and had a conversation with me. This was right before the phase one thing. Griff came and had a conversation with me. He's like, "Bro, you need anything? Let me know." Yeah, yo, Griff is my fucking guy, Man. bro. And and I was I was driving home, and Sam was like, "Was that not crazy to you?" Right. And I'm like, "No." I'm right where I'm, I need to be. You're, you're, and, and we have to start <laughs> you know? thinking yeah. in those in those terms. Yeah. Like, yeah, it you know when you're in it, you're doing what you got to do, and you sit back and you reflect, and it can be a surreal experience. But it also has to be come to a point where I'm I'm here because I'm supposed yeah. to be here. Okay. You know what I mean? Too many times we 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 fan out, and it's okay to fan. We're not saying that it's not okay yeah, it's to be a fan, but you have to get to a point where this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. 
we already we're talking about full circle moments. That's what this is for me. Yeah. You know, we had we did a, a live stream yesterday. You were in the stream. Yeah, shout out to everybody um, that yeah, popped yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, popped yeah. Through. Shout yeah. out to everybody that popped in the stream. You in the stream. Bro, like just hear not only you, because you were you were one of the first people that told me, yo, you you can do something. It wasn't necessarily a podcast, but yeah. you could do something in this lane. Yeah. You know, my my boy Marcus and my cousin, and just, you know, the more that I lean into this thing, the podcast, yeah. the more I see that this is where I really am supposed to be. Show calling, bro. Man, and being where you're supposed to be is one of the dopest feelings because you'll start to notice that the harder you work, things will just fall into place. Fall into place, and it, it feels like you don't got to put as... I don't want to say you don't got to put as much energy into stuff because you have to, but it's going right. to feel so natural. It's going to flow right. so smoothly. Right. You know, I got to give a shout out to my cousin because um, without without him, this thing is not even a yeah. thing. You know what I mean? This, is awesome. this thing is this, this is so thing is fire, not even bro. a thing. Yeah. Because when I decided that I wanted to do that, I wanted to do something different. Um, it was a very real conversation I had with myself. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? Yeah. Because I wasn't enjoying Call of Duty anymore. What am I gonna do? You know, and then he, you know, he was like, yo, I wanna do this podcast thing. And that's the video that you guys had that you saw yeah. and everybody saw on my vlog and YouTube. You know, and then again, life happened and then he just kept on going. You know what I mean? I was supposed to be here helping him build yeah, his studio, moving, yeah. but I couldn't because I had life happening. Yeah. And if it wasn't for him continuing on with the process, bro, we wouldn't even be sitting here so, today. Man. And it's another it's full fire. circle moment yeah. because. He is one of the people, and I say this all the time, my cousin and my boy Marcus, who you saw on the podcast, I mean, not the podcast, but the, the live stream, mm -hmm. there are two or three people that even pushed me into content in the first place. See, and look and look where you at. You know what I mean? Right. And, and it's just it is just it's just surreal because yeah. when you when you when you are, like you said, when you are where you're supposed to be, things just fall into place, yeah. bro. This ain't even supposed to be about me, but it's more about you. Nah, it's, it's, but it's so cool, so getting so getting back to you. Yeah. Um, so now you 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 do the Quavo thing. You're traveling around the world. You got these sponsorships. Airsoft is your thing. Now you decide you want to get into the gaming space. Was there anything that happened to make you decide to go in another direction? Mm -hmm. Or is it just something that you always wanted to do? Kind of a mix of both. Okay. Reason I said, I've, I've been into gaming always. Right. You know, whether it was something that I documented and people knew about whatever but I've, I've always been into gaming right the switch up is as a creator we run into burnout which is super very very real very real as you know as as anyone else watching very you. real if you guys don't know you got to stay as motivated as you can and even if you, when you stay motivated as you can burnout is real it's gonna hit you at one point right so being in the position i was in in airsoft i felt like i had done everything see i've been playing airsoft for 16 years half of those working in the industry so i have the retail experience, I know down to the point where I know how much stuff really costs. I'm placing those orders. That's one. I've felt like I've dominated in the competitive scene. Clips going viral. My team won championships. I've traveled the world. I really felt like I've done it all. From that side of things to playing the mil we have what we call milsim is military simulation. Man, I'm playing at abandoned Air Force bases, kicking through walls and just doing it. Done it. Right? I almost felt like Airsoft didn't have much to offer. To make matters worse, the content, the numbers weren't the same. Right? Fuse wasn't doing what they was doing. COVID hits. Pandemic hits. My mom gets extremely sick. Hospitalized for 20 days. Wow. I lost all motivation for any sort of... Con I didn't care. I genuinely did not care. When she made it through, man, moms made it through. 
made it home. Seeing her so weak, she lost so much. She just she was weak, but she was alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Um, man, shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. Seeing, seeing her so weak, but seeing like seeing like she thugged it out through that. I'm over here complaining because my numbers ain't the same. Right. On right. my YouTube content or whatever, right? So I was like, okay, that's a little bit more motivation for me to push to really grind because I put myself in this position to where I'm able to make some sort of money, right? Now I'm like, man, I got to get back on the grind so I can get some more bread in my pocket. So, you know, whatever the case may be, I can help moms out if need be. I can help the family out if need be, right? So the switch up happened when it's pandemic. I can't go outside and play airsoft. Let me go ahead and find a different content lane. Warzone had just dropped. I was already kind of streaming a little bit, uh-huh. but Warzone had just dropped. And I mean, you know, Warzone 1 content was going insane. Um, in the beginning of the pandemic, in, bro. Insane. Oh my God. So I was definitely inspired by a lot of that. But the dope thing was, it was that awkward moment between Warzone being announced and when it dropped, right? We were playing Modern Warfare 2019 multiplayer. We had Ground War. We was nuking in Ground War. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the boys, we couldn't host our SpeakQB tournaments. So they were hosting 2v2 tournaments. They was like, yo, we're going to do the 2v2 gunfight like tournament. You bring your ass. We're going to see who the real shooters are off the field. So I was like, that's when I was like, okay, let me try to build this. I, that, that's when uh, it started clicking. I was like, okay. There's a lot of airsofters that game that play Call of Duty. Bet. I started streaming on YouTube first. It's kind of when I realized everything. Started streaming on YouTube first. 60, 50, 60,000 people, it's all airsoft questions. I'm sitting there like, bruh, I'm not trying to hear none of this. Y'all right. don't even know what I'm dealing with in the back end. Like, I'm not, not at all. So I go to Twitch where if you know me from airsoft and you see me here, you followed me here. You, there's no way you stumbled upon this. But the people that are stumbling upon it don't know about my airsoft background. So it was one, a little bit more intimate of a place for people to come and have conversations with me. I can answer their airsoft questions. They feel like they're having a convo with me, but I'm getting discovered by other people in the gaming space. Now I'm giving my gaming history. Now it's making me realize like, damn, bro, I started shooting the little Nintendo Zapper back in the day. Right. Doing this airsoft shit. Now here I am playing shooters. And that's kind of like what got me into streaming. And again, bro, Clues just so happened to be a fan of the airsoft stuff. And just so happened to, you know, I didn't know what I was doing on Twitch. So Clues became a mod. Um, shout out to my boy Dose. He became a mod as well. Clues put me on game. When I already knew about you, but I was like, man, wait, T Queen? Like, yeah, because he I remember bro. when he I remember when he uh he told me like, yo, there's a dude that I that you need to meet. Yeah. And you know, he introduced, you know, he was like, yo, just just watch him, watch his video. Yeah. And so I watched your video and I'm like, okay, yeah, hey, this is my speed here. I'm streaming, right? That got me, got me kind of back into streaming or whatever. I was watching, I mean, Warzone content, we we can't deny it. Chris was dominating. Yeah. Uh Baka Bros was doing their thing. Right. New Squad was doing their thing. Right. I'm watching everybody's content. And um it had got to the point at this point in time, Warzone's down bad with the hackers. Oh, horrible, horrible, down horrendous, horrendous, down horrendous, bad, right? And it's to the point where I, I remember uh, Evan Baca Bros and New Squad was rolling regular, roll regular. I was, I would keep everyone's streams tab, right? Um, and they're playing the forest at this point, doing little cozy streams, cozy vibes, whatever. And someone hops in my chat and they're like, "Yo, you're about to get raided right now. It's two in the morning." Warzone was down bad. He went to play Apex. My boy's like, you want to stay on, play some more Rebirth? I'm like, whatever. We do it. Two in the morning, so I'm like, you're about to get raided. I'm like, uh, okay. They're like, no, by Biffle and all that. Stop. It's two in the morning, bro. Don't don't throw me at 2 a.m. I'm tired. Right. Next thing right. you know, it's straight booyah emotes in the chat. All I see, right. you know, in the chat. And it's, it's Jay, Dante, Lucky, Biffle, 
Hector and Evan. All of them rated you. All of them rated me. I'm like, what? Two in the morning? Mind you, I'm not that good at Call of Duty. I just, I play to play. But I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, for one, they don't really be rating people like that. For two, why me? You know? And I went back and watched the VOD. And again, shout out to Jay Smooth. As black content creators, I love seeing us support us. Got to. You know? Jay was like, that's my boy. Like, run it up. Let's, Let's do it. Boom. Ray came through, right? Here's the full circle moment. Obviously, you know what I've been through. Yeah. Uh, ended up meeting Jay in person. Ended up meeting Dante in person. Ended up meeting Lucky. Everyone in person. And there was so many different stories that I was able to have with each one of them when I talked to all of them, right? Like, recently, going to Champs, talking to Lucky about, you know, um, like, how he, he's he been killing it with his with his content. And he's like, yeah, I want to implement Airsoft somehow, some way. Now, on his videos, he's like, yo, give me two a million. We'll do Warzone in real life. Been talking to Hector. I found out that, shout out to Hector, I found out that he actually used to play Airsoft. And the gun that he owned back in the day was made by one of the brands that I've worked with for a while now. So I'm talking to, I'm literally talking to Hector about like, yo, like check this gun out, putting him, kind of updating him with Airsoft. So there's a little bit of interest there. You know what I mean? It's just full circle moments, bro. I've had full circle moments with everybody going from them rating me, not even really knowing who I was to meeting them in person and building relationships with these people in person. And it's just crazy. Like, I remember hooping with Jay, and he's, I just hit 100K. He's like, yeah, shout out to my boy Demo, just hit 100K. Again, I don't really fan out, but it's stuff like that that I appreciate because you do not have to do that. You don't. You don't have to people, do that, people, people expect for people to do this, that, or the third, but they don't have to do yeah. that. They don't. You know, I was of the belief that if you're a bigger content creator, like, you should, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. You don't to, have to. Yeah. You know, and that just shows that. You know, shout out to every single one of them. Yeah, that just shows that they 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 rock with you. And then, boys is real ones. specifically, you know, because we're black men, it means that much more. Yeah, when you know a content creator like Jay Smooth or Swag are rating you and yeah. saying that you you know you guys are boys and and that's that's really dope of them. You know what I mean? And, you know, and you know me and Chris, we go way back. I just remember, you know. Him like reaching down to grab me, yeah. a nobody, yeah, yeah. and you know me and him rocked heavy for five years. That's so fire. You know, bro. then you know, you know he got bit. You know, sometimes relationships kind of go in separate directions. Mm-hmm. You know, not that there's any hate because there's no hate and all of that stuff. But you know, sometimes you know you're everybody's not meant to go with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? You and might need to say that again because I don't know if they heard you. Everybody's not meant to go with you. Remember that. You might be driving. You drive. Actually, no. There is no might. You're driving in a different lane. Someone might be in front of you. Someone might be in back of you. But they're gonna merge events. Someone right. Driving a different lane, bro. Yeah. And, and everybody's Damn. not meant to 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 go with you on your journey. Right. Some people are there to get you to the journey. Some people are gonna ride in a car with you for a while, mm-hmm. and then they gotta get off. You know, you gotta keep going. You know what I mean? And that's a very important message. Yeah. Like everybody's not meant to go with you. It's real. People don't have to do things for you. It's so real. That's so real. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when they do, appreciate it. Show love back. And man. show love back. Show love back. Period. In any way possible, whether big or small, you know, Period. show love back. Period. Now you're streaming. Mm-hmm. And now you have an opportunity to work with Gaming Wild Black. Damn, so let's discuss out. what Gaming Wild Black is. Yeah, man. And then now discuss the opportunity that you, the opportunities yes. that you've had with that company. Man, shout out to the GWB fam, bro. Like, that actually came about, I want to say, as I was doing the phase one challenge before I and was. And we're even, definitely going to get into yeah, that. Yeah, before I even made the top 100. Like, right. I was just, you know, and I don't even know. It's, they reached out to me. Just I just found their Instagram. 
they reached out to me and I was actually so many moments. I was at an airsoft tournament and my boy Rome, right? He he runs three or he not runs. He used to work at work with three black dot, three BD. They they help manage a bunch of influencers. They've done merch with like Van Oss, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um he's like, yo, like how do you know Gaming All Black? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I saw like we follow each other, like same Instagrams. How do you know about them? I'm like, I don't I don't know. I just found them on IG and they reached out. They showed some love, showed love back, whatever. He's like, oh, crazy. He's like, you know, they 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 work, they work with 3BD. I was like, oh, shit. So you know these people? Like, I didn't, you know, that was just some just some mutual love. And then it went from a reach out to a meetup in person with the opportunity of, I think the first opportunity they gave me was like, yo, like, we want you to be a part of our live stream. But I couldn't make it because I had an airsoft tournament. Uh, I had some, like, airsoft gig that day when they had come in to start shooting some content. It went from them just highlighting streamers and gamers and, you know, it was kind of like light with their content stuff. Um, there's so many names I could drop, but internally they wanted to switch it up and start really documenting kind of what you're doing, you know, showing different creators in, this, in the gaming space and content creation space. A lot of people that we know that I've seen go through Gaming While Black um, and be on Gaming While Black, shout out Patrick Cloud, shout out Cleo Thomas. There's a bunch of just black content creators that are really just doing their thing, big or small, that GWB has showed love to. And uh, I don't know, man, like they just, they came with the opportunity and it was one of those things that was just a natural connection from the jump. And I, when I say that, I mean, I'm, I'm nervous. First time on right. set, you know, shooting a video or whatever, my airsoft experience, my life experience and everything, I put on this business voice whenever the cameras are on. Cause I, I used to shoot content for all these other companies, but no offense to anybody, but these companies was run by people who wasn't black. I'll never forget the shot that was like, you need to be like, yo, this is Demo and this is Keep on 100, right? I'm like, <laughs> I, I kid you not, bro. I kid you not. I think my name is Demo and this is keeping it. It wasn't like that, but it right. came off real. Like, right. It was like, bro, what? My boy B, shout out Brian pulled up, start playing Meek Mill, Dreams of Nightmare. He's like, I need you to say that. Like you turning up to this. In that moment, I'm like, bro, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like this. And it came off real just, those was the vibes. It was like, man, gaming while black. the Gaming through our eyes, through our lens. Right. And it's grown so much. I, I love what they're doing over there. I don't know if you've yeah. seen some yeah, of the Yeah, I've seen some of the new stuff. With, I've, know, I've so. seen the people they work with, but, you know, I've, I've, I've definitely been watching. I definitely yeah. watch. And they, they those guys are doing really yeah. good, good things. I got to I gotta get you in front of the GWB fan, bro, because they, some super dope people there i mean we went was that your birthday that we went to no it wasn't your no, birthday no i had just got back from yeah, the, from yeah, the, from the, the thing and yeah yeah, the, yeah yeah that's what it was yeah. that's what it was. so we just got back from the thing and you know i got in front of them and yeah. you know we had talked about some things but it you know they are doing some dope stuff yeah so this is something and this is the reason why i waited you know to this point mm-hmm. so now you're gaming you're doing the gaming while black thing and then boom they announced phase one crazy bro when they announced phase one what made you decide to enter your hat in because you know when a company like phase does something like that they literally get millions of submissions so at this point i'm streaming i was making airsoft content like i made my comeback this is after the burnout right made my comeback to the content space my team just won a championship west coast championship we had people all from the west coast come down um and we had some east coast teams hawaii teams come down we won i'm like man I'm not retiring. I don't want to hang it up, but it's like, I literally have nothing else to give y'all as far as me being a competitor. I didn't got my rings. You right, know what I mean? You know right, what I'm saying? Exactly. I, I'm yeah, like, yeah, bro, yeah. like I'm not in this to be a, the best at Arizona. I'm already good. I know that. So, um, I just wanted to try something different, man. And this is what we, we talked about taking risks. It was like, I went into 2022 
saying like, yo, I don't know what it's going to look like at the end of the year, but I'm going to see what happens when I stop doing what people are used to me normally doing, which is creating airsoft content. I'm going to stop. I got guns and all kind of stuff laying around the crib, bro. Like it was, it was getting to that point. I had worked in the industry constantly and it was, my life was airsoft, but I would always say like, it was more to my life than airsoft. And how am I going to say that, but not live it? Right. So 2022, I was like, Right, it's enough talk. I'm really finna get to it. They announced a challenge, and I'm actually on a plane flying out to Shot Show, which right. is when we're supposed to right, go right. to. The one I, and I and couldn't go. because I had an incident with the car, but yeah. Yeah, so Shot Show, man, that's crazy. Um, and I'm the only thing on my mind the entire time was like, how am I gonna do this phase challenge? Like, what I think was what was the first question is why would you join phase and what would you do with a million dollars? I think that's what it was, right? Or why do you deserve to join phase and what would you do with a million dollars? And the Millie part was nothing. I was like, why do I feel like I fit so well with this? I don't know what it was about the challenge. Because I never done any of the previous ones. But at that point in my life, I was like, okay. That's the challenge? Run it up. And I just documented who I was, bro. And each time, I had a feeling. Every time they did announcements of who the top 100, top 20, I just had a feeling. I was like, bro, I'm, I'm built for this. No matter where I go with it, I'm built for this. Like, they're going to they gonna know... They gonna know who I am, and bro, we made ninety nine out of one hundred. I was I was gonna say that because I remember <laughs> I remember when they did the top one hundred and you and you you were in the ninety nine. So describe what the the first feeling was like when you made it tonight. I mean, because there's literally only one other person, bro. and you were right there. If you watch that clip of my reaction, I had the look on my face of like some bullshit. But right, I was because I was so confident of like. There's no way I at least don't make the top 100. No offense to any of the other creators out there, but I was like, I'm so, I'm so built for this. Like, there's no way. Then I saw my name pop up, and I was just like, that's right. Like, right, yeah, exactly. You know, that's right. And then the top 20 challenges came, bro. So I want to get into Oof. that too, because be, but before we get into that, yeah. I remember, I don't, I think maybe you, at, you maybe we discussed it a little bit, and I told you. Like, I think you're just a perfect blend of everything that they need. Yeah. You know, diverse because you're a black man. Mm -hmm. You already have a really big following over here in this space. Yeah. And the direction phase has started going in. It's not just about Call of Duty. It's just about content creation. Yes. And I always thought, and I, and I told you this, I always thought that you were the perfect blend of everything that they needed. Mm -hmm. So then now you get announced in the top 100. And then now here comes the top 20. What a time. When they announced the top 20, because I was streaming, Man. and I had your stream up. Your reaction. Woo. Bro, what a time. And it's funny because it didn't say your name. Mm -mm. It just <laughs> has your face. It was the beard. Yep. And yeah. we, everybody in my chat knew. You knew. Everyone Sam knew. knew. Yeah. Everybody knew it was you. What was that feeling like, bro? It's crazy. Bro, the grind leading up to that. So there was three challenges, right? No one really knows this. I was super disappointed in my second challenge. I think it was, was it two or three? I don't remember. But there was one challenge that we had to do, a video challenge, that we, submission we had to do. I was disappointed in it because my original idea got executed and scrapped last minute. So we had to scramble. And when I say we, this is the one project that I asked my airsoft homies to help. Again, no offense to them, but when you're in one lane, you only know that one lane. So this video came off very like, I think it was my second submission for it, very like, uh, what's going to set you apart in the house? Like, man, ain't nobody like me. Real braggadocious. Real just like, like, that's not my energy. But 
I'm glad that I did that because the next challenge was tell your life story, bro. That video and that t- to this day is one of my favorite videos I've ever created in my life. Period. In my life, that's one of my favorite videos that I've seen on YouTube in general because my story is so unique, and I've always wanted to tell it, and I've never been given the stage. But that was the perfect stage. It really was, and it was only five minutes. But it made me want to just like it made me really reflect. I really had to dig deep, and and that's definitely what got me in. That's definitely oh that that in. video yeah. alone got me in. Could have yeah. won you the whole thing. Yeah. And what's what's crazy is if I didn't go through the experience of me not enjoying that video previously, I never would have realized like okay, this is what we need to do. Because if you they not fucking with that, right. <laughs> like this is what right. we need to do. So the day that. I got announced and I didn't want to, we knew it, but I didn't want to go off. Sam's like, Oh, the, the face, the, uh, the models look just like the winner. I'm like, right. nah, like, cause it was, it was other dudes in the top 100 with beers and shit. So I'm nah, like, nah, bro, I, don't I knew bro, it was you. I haven't been that motivated to grind starting back when my mom was sick. I haven't been motivated since then. I lost all motivation pretty much. I was, I was creating content. I was streaming here and there, but the top 20 phase one, top 20 grind really got me that whole submission, that whole like challenge. Time had me really grinding, bro. I was really you, you, motivated, bro. You really, really were. And and, and you could everyone could you see, could see it, it. You could bro. feel it. You could tell. It was in the air. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Bro, I genuinely loved it. It was in the yeah. air, bro. And I, that vi- and, and I'm sorry to cut you off. No, that, go ahead. Bro, go ahead. That video, dog. Like I, I watched it again. It's my favorite to, video. to prepare for our interview. I think I watched it again like four times. And it just took me back to the point. Of when you first dropped it yeah. to get into the top 20. Cause I know if I was someone that made decisions mm-hmm. at phase, like, oh no, we gotta get this guy in. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Like telling your story from where you grew up at to the cerebral palsy thing. And then having your mom, like, I love how you put that video together because you know it started out with a conversation with your mom yeah. with a black screen on speakerphone. Yeah. And then you get to talking about you, like you get to talk about the, your jerk era, right? Basically everything we talked about today. And then your mom said you were a fighter, and I always knew you're a fighter, bro. That sh- even right now that shit gives me chills, chills dog. Man. Like for real. Yeah. So then now you 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 get the top twenty, boom, you're in a warehouse. We were in contact yeah. right throughout that. Right. And I I know at that time I felt like man I could be doing more. I could have I could have this. I could have that. I could have should have could have would have. I don't regret nothing, bro. Because that was what I was going to ask you. I was yeah. going to say, if there was something that you could do different, I don't, would you I, do anything I, different? I think what it was, too, is that there's 22 of us in one house with cameras on us 24-7. Yeah. For those of you guys who don't know the challenge, FaZe was out of, uh, I don't even know how many submissions. Millions. Millions of submissions. They picked 20 people to go in a warehouse, and they're going to film them for 15 days. And within that 15 days, one person will be the next FaZe member to win a million dollars in crypto, a brand new GTR, and like a $250,000 ghost sponsorship, something like that. Yeah, bro. I knew going into that one with within the winners, I was the 30-year-old. Everyone else was under the age of 25. And then there was Tommy, who was, who was I think he was like in his 40s or 50s. Um, I knew I was a standout whether I was in front of the camera or not, just because of my age. Also, because of me being black, it was like three black people on the show. Shout out to Legend. Shout out to Rad. My boy, my legend. Boys, legend. My boy, hey, legend. legend. Both them boys became boy, legend, legend, bro. Killing it. But I knew that like I would just hit a different demographic just being who I was. It's kind of crazy to think this, 
maybe 24, 25, no, 22, 23-year-old Demo, I probably would have been on the camera jerking wild, just you know, something different, right? But I wasn't, that wasn't my energy on the show. But because everyone else's energy on the show, I don't want to say it seemed fake, because that's not the right word to say, but like you could tell they was they was a little bit more animated for the camera. I'm like, bro, y'all gonna get what you get. Whether I get my camera time or not, you're gonna get what you get. But what I realized was as much as it hurt to lose and be eliminated, after the show, the amount of DMs and messages I got, people like, yo, like, you really doing it for the 25 and up crew? Like, I fuck with your vibe, I fuck with your energy just because you're you. You're not trying to be different for the camera. You're not, you know, and a lot of other like newer faces discovered who I was. Then they learn the story. And it's just, I don't regret anything, man. I don't, because till this day I have internal connections at phase, of course. A lot of the, the phase uh, phase members as well, connections with them. But just taking that leap of faith, really, to be like, hey, listen, I'm not messing with Airsoft right now. I love y'all. I know I got y'all support, but I'm going to go do this. And to see that I've made it that far and still going with it, come on, man. Yeah, bro. I don't regret nothing. Yeah, that's that that's good. Cause you know, I even told you when when you know when you were off the show, I said, you know, I, I think you did an amazing job. The only thing, and this is just from some I wasn't in the warehouse yeah, with yeah. you. So I, you know, I don't know, you know, the the inner workings and all yeah. that. But the only thing I would have loved to see was you you being a little bit more assertive on the yeah. camera. I, that's it. I, I just that, make yeah. it just bumping yourself into situations mm -hmm. because when you were on camera bro it was different like how many people can say that they played skate with temper bro shout out to tommy bro because you know what no one knows this and i can give y'all the little behind the scenes is that he saw something in me before anyone else really did because he walked over to me couldn't say it because he was mic'd up but on his phone had it in his notepad saying i have an idea stay right here then he was like hey you want to play skate what was it about me being quiet, not being as assertive, just there. That made Tommy kind of realize, you know what I'm saying? Cause, you know him. Yeah, cause I know because that's his energy. Exactly. He he's a very like people see Tommy or temper for you guys that yeah. don't know. People see him and they think he's a super larger than life personality, but he's really like just a like a real humble, yeah. low-key, kind of stay to the back mm -hmm. type of person. I'm the same. And we had that we had that skater connection. Right. And you know that, that's right. that skate connection that yeah. you know, and I found out another full circle moment, one of my close friends who started a clothing brand, him and Temper are cool, like tight. So I'm like, man, like it's so yeah, bro. I don't really regret anything on that show. You I shouldn't. think I think, you know, and what's crazy about me being eliminated, the timing was so key. Cause Gaming While Black was having that uh that the, event. That it was like a yeah, like yeah. a meet and greet or something. Right. Um and I told him like, "Yo, I'm gonna be in the warehouse. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to make it." It was like six people caught COVID, so they had to prolong the show. We was supposed, it went from 15 days to like a whole month. Yeah, I remember. It was crazy, right? But when we got eliminated, they gave us the option: you can either go home now, or you can stay, but you got to quarantine. And then when the finale, we'll bring you back. And when we, when we bring you back, you're gonna meet all the phase members, and there's gonna be like a little party, or whatever. Like that's the little thing they dangling in front of you. Right. right. I'm like, you know what? Nah, because before this. Y'all don't know, I'm already, I already got tight with with uh, with Griff and Chris, and I, and, you know, I met them already. So right. I, I like for me, not to say that there wasn't anything there, because I'm just right. grateful for the whole experience. But I was like, you know what, I need to go home. And if I wouldn't have went home, I wouldn't have been able to make it to that gaming wall black meetup where I'm meeting black creators and 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 people internally, you know, um, from different companies and different brands that are black people really doing it for the culture. Full circle. 
full circle. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I don't regret anything, bro. Like it's, man, I'm so, I'm so blessed to have been chosen for that experience and gone through that. And I'm, I'm thankful. Again, shout out to FaZe because they've constantly till this day still show love. You know, it's weird. It's weird. I'm sure you've gotten, people ask me if I'm on FaZe. Because if, if you did, if you, you weren't completely paying attention, they would think your FaZe demo. And yeah. one day it may happen. So if they were to do, and, and you know, they probably, or I don't know if they're going to do it this year or mm-hmm. not. Anytime I see that tweet where they're like, who you think should join Faves this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of <laughs> like a prelude to them to, uh, yeah. doing the phase one. So I, see the, would, I see the patterns now. Yeah. So would you would you submit again? You know what's crazy? If you asked me that a couple months ago, I probably would have been like, yeah, like quickly, yes. I don't know. That's my actual answer. Is I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess that I guess that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, not knowing if you would or if you wouldn't, just because, you know, everything that you went through to yeah. get to that point. My only not that you asked for it, but you know, me being Big bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only advice, bro. I would say you. I would say do it again, mm-hmm. and then you know, just take what you learned from that experience and apply it to the next experience. Unfortunately, you got to go bigger and harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I For mean. Sure. And I think you know, someday, face demo that could definitely happen. You know what I mean? I, I do see that. Yeah, I definitely I think that, that that could definitely happen yeah. for you. It's more yes than no. I still, right. I think what it is, I think the reason why I said that is because going into 2022, right, I didn't know what I had in store for me. So a part of me feels like, why wouldn't you? But another part of me is that mystery of like, do we do it? Do we not? You know? Right. Um, but you saying that actually is, uh, like I said, I've, I've shout out to FaZe Clan because I have relationships internally as well. And I've heard straight from some of those people of like, yo, like we need people like you in the content space. Definitely. And it's heavy. You know, whether, and I don't know if this comes down to just the type of person I am, whether that's me representing as a phase member or just me just being demo. I right. think there's been a, a huge thing with, with me being demo. We're talking about sponsorships. Within the Airsoft space, I actually currently have no zero sponsorships. But the reason why is because I need things to move a certain way and I need things to look a certain way. And demo fits in certain places. There's a lot of places where demo doesn't fit. And until I can... And again, this is probably just me being the type of person I am. Until I can really see Demo fit in somewhere, it's not for me. I I rock with that so much. Bro. You know? And that's kind of why I, I, I move the way that I move, which is why I can't even give you a guaranteed answer. Like, I'm going to be real with you. From the jump, I think because the the route that I've taken to get into this gaming space, um, I never thought phase, being a phase member was for me because... I think it would just mean more for to see Demo with FaZe, no matter how it looks, whether right. I'm on FaZe or not. Right. Demo fits there. Is Does FaZe Demo fit there? Right. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, and I understand. Demo fits there. I understand and that's, that. And that's been the, been the way that I've carried myself throughout everything in my life, and it's gotten me very far. So that's kind of where my answer is for that. Okay. Yeah. And I rock with that 100% because knowing what's for you is half the battle, dog. Yeah. Because a lot of people put themselves in situations that – like you said, they don't really fit and it just looks awkward and yeah. it comes off not genuine. And when you're not being genuine in content creation, unless you're very good at hiding it, people can see it. Yeah. And don't let the hype get to you, man. Don't, don't let, Facts. don't let any of the hype get to you. Facts. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that probably heard me say that. They're like, he crazy. Right. I'm hopping on that. Right. But is it for you? But is it for you? Is a very you need to ask, real You question. need to ask that question on a lot of things. In life, period. You know, as, as a creator, and this is kind of me speaking for the creators, but also just anyone just watching this, looking for some sort of insight or some sort of positivity for something. There's a lot of things that come across 
your life that will come across your life um is is it really for you you know man as as good as it might look sound scene is it really really all caps all caps and is it really for you facts bro you know and I, I once you do that once you realize that and kind of reflect on stuff like that like that's what i after after everything i've done right last year specifically was probably one of the biggest years of my career speaking of sponsorship and stuff being for me one one thing i've had is is and i don't mind name dropping i've worked with mcdonald's coca-cola red bull all that shit right i remember making the drive to my red bull shoot and i'm having a business call with somebody from a different energy supplement company you know and and their name dropping in the in the meeting and i'm i'm driving thinking like okay are they really for me is red bull really for me like these are dope opportunities. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure anyone else would jump at a, a Red Bull opportunity, but is it really, you know what I mean? So it's stuff like that. And you see to this day, I'm still not sponsored by nobody, no energy supplement company. Am I going to show love and shout them out when I shout them out? Of course. But where does, where does Demo fit in there? So right. that's, that's where it's at. That's what kind of where. And I think that's one of the realest answers I think I could have even expected. Mm-hmm. You know, cause like you said, a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to do this and I would do this. But then when you really think about it, like having, having that type of, Self reflection is amazing, yeah, and it's hard. It is. People don't want to. Some people don't want to realize that it might not be for them. But it's right. it's one of the things you got to do. You want to live a better life, way better, way better life when you do. Right. You know what I'm saying, man. That that that's amazing. You inspire me, dog. From a fan standpoint, just watching your whole journey mm. and doing the research for this, and just knowing you personally, you you very much so inspire me. And also annoying you is even more of an inspiration because I get to see how you react in these situations, you know, being that I've been with you in certain spaces and it's like everything that you're saying right now is I've already seen that. And I think we as people, but especially as black men, we try to conform to things because we think that's what we should do. Listen, (laughs) But me seeing you be yourself in these situations is so inspiring to me, bro. And, you know, I as, that's one way that I always try to carry myself to. Mm. I always try to carry myself as my original, genuine self, no matter what situation yeah. I'm in. You know, and I think that's a very, very important message for any black content creator any content creator period but especially black content creators yeah. that's a very important message don't compromise who you are just to gain yeah for nobody for nothing even even a, look even if that money value if that if that if that number looking right that's cool but you you shouldn't have to switch up who you are or what you deserve in any sort of way facts at all and the last thing i want to talk to you about yeah sam that's my baby. We right gotta there, get to. Man. We gotta. We gotta get to Sam, yeah. bro. We got to. You and Sam been together for a long time, bro. Long time. And the one thing that I know, being around you both, is that woman loves you. Yeah. And she not only does she love you, but she holds you accountable. When we were, ha- bro, bro, we were when we were having those group chat uh, conversations when you were in oh, the, for fa- the, fa- with the for the phase, bro. She and I'm like, this, this is what you need. Yeah. You need to hear. You don't need to hear. Oh, you're doing well. If she didn't think you were doing well nope. or you're doing this and that's so great. No, she's really, really real with you. Yeah. And you don't find that sometimes in relationships that you're in. 
but not but not only that but especially with somebody that you're with yeah describe your relationship with sam from the standpoint of like you guys been together for so long and you're still rocking you know like i said this whole episode has been this whole conversation has been full circle moments yeah you learn my parents been together forever yeah sam's family is a very similar situation parents met when they was younger been together ever since faithfully both of them are grinders as well you know I don't want to give too much information, but I remember specifically having a conversation with her dad where he said, you know what? I wanted to provide separate rooms for my children. However many kids I have, each one of them are going to have a room because I didn't have that when I was younger. And he did it. People don't understand how hard that actually can Man, be. Man, you know so what I'm saying? That's dope, bro. That's super dope. And and my parents, my parents got out the mud, bro. Yeah. Pops lost his mom at 12. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mom's works for the City Hall of LA in the controller's office. Yeah. From the hood to living good. You know what I mean? From but, the hood to, to living, living good. good. I like that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. So, like, it's, it's, that's one level of relatability that Sam and I have is that right. our examples mm-hmm. of love is real. Not everybody has that. So, I've always approached my relationships a certain way. My mom always told me, yo, if you can't picture her raising your kids, don't waste your time. Real spit. Real shit. Man. Right? So, man, Sam is is amazing. And it's so funny how we met because I always tell her I had her ass on the bench and I had to call her in the game. Because <laughs> I didn't realize I needed her. I needed my right. star player in the game, you feel me? But what it was was at the time we had we had first met through some mutual friends or whatever. I was never like, like I had, I'm not finna, it's not my close homies or whatever, but I had some homies that, I had homies that had hoes. They was doing their thing. Right. I didn't want that. Again, with my example, I didn't want that. I don't right. want these girls, whatever, boom. Right. And Sam and I just so happened to stumble into each other's life at the right time where we was both kind of just like, we had these things around us where we're just like, that's not for me. And it just so happened to just work with us so naturally and, and so fluidly. And like, I've never had a girl just hold me accountable, but love me so much and be so real with me, bro. And like, we've been together forever. You know what I'm saying? And uh, one thing that as black men, we don't see enough of, it's definitely there. Is um, don't y'all want to go to people's weddings? And this is a lot of my family, right? <laughs> Some family members, be, family family members will see Sam and I and be like, "Oh, when are y'all having kids?" And that's my response. I'm like, don't y'all want to go to a wedding? But that's my example, right? You know what I'm saying? That's why that's my response, right? Um, I want to marry that girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like yeah. you don't always, you aren't always blessed with those opportunities i'm so blessed to have such an amazing person in my life as my woman yeah. as my partner in yeah. life yeah bro. you know what i'm saying yeah. so yeah bro shout out to sam i love shout that out girl, to bro. sam yeah she she's a, she's girl. a real one bro. real one like she's the type of person that'll dm your homie and be like hey we're doing this for his birthday can you come through because she did that with me a couple times and surprised me yeah that made my night yeah and you know i had to show up even though i was going through what i was going through from a health standpoint i knew i had to be there man i love you for that bro, yeah, bro. I, I, and i, I want to say this like I said, it's amazing seeing you do this, T, but like, and I know I've told you, like, I love you before, but I want to yeah. tell you in person, bro, I really do. I love you as a person, and I love you for the type of person you are. Everybody everybody needs a tea clean in their life. I appreciate that. And not bro. everybody could find a tea clean in I their life. I appreciate that, bro. And I mean that. I really do. I grew up with, with OGs. My brother's one of my OGs, OGs you know yeah. what I'm saying? Pops mm-hmm. is one of my OGs. And my OGs would always give me game, and I've always, I've grown up being someone who wants to share knowledge, inspire, pass on the positivity that I'm getting from other people. 
you you fit that criteria as well of of you one of my OGs, bro. And that stuff I've learned through you and from you consuming your content, but also just knowing you as a person that I've been able to share with other people. People ask me for Twitch advice. I'm like, bro, I don't do this like that. But I've learned from people like you and stuff like that. So I love you. I love you too, bro. And I really do appreciate, appreciate everything you you've done for me, bro. I, I really mean that, bro. I really, I really mean that. that. Man, it means a lot to me because the one thing, and it's just another full circle moment, the one thing that I that I set out to do when I started doing content, you know, fast forwarding even to this, being able to bestow any type of knowledge, being positive, and it's not about, you know, trying to gain this notoriety mm-hmm. or anything like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, those things are nice, and I do want that, but that was never my goal and my intention. My intention was to be, create a space when I was playing Call of Duty that people could come to when they're having a bad day, and they could see, and we could have conversations, and we can talk, and I always just wanted to be that person that people look to to say, hey, if he can do it, why can't I do yeah. it? So that that really, really means a lot to me, brother. And the last, the very last question I have, yeah. because I have to ask, top five oh, CODs, and I got and I'm asking Whoa. everybody, I ask everybody this question. Whoa. Top five CODs in order, and you have to answer. Your list is your list. I yeah. may give you a weird look, but okay. your list is your list. Damn. I need your top five COD right now. On the spot, and you got to answer. Can I can I throw out five and then put them in order? You can throw out five and then put them in order. Sheesh. Yes. Okay. Off rip. Model for two. Okay. Off rip. Model warfare two. Black Ops two. Mm. Modern warfare definitely fits in there. Cod four. I'm trying to put them in order already. Damn. Uh. Damn, bro. This is actually tough because I feel like I wouldn't be the gamer I am without Black Ops one because I played such a he- that was just such a time in gaming. Um. Damn, I don't even know what the fifth one could be. Mm. Whatever I said, I said Modern Warfare 2, Black, Black Ops 2, COD 4, Modern Warfare. 4, Modern 4, yeah. Black Ops 1. Mm-hmm. That's 4. MW3 was so gassed, too. I just think that time in Call of Duty. You know, you, you'll you mm. never get that time back. I think that, okay, I think that, let me see, that's my five. Okay. So now if you had to name them from five to the number one, what would it be? Oh, okay. So this is five. Black Ops one okay black ops one is five what's number four model warfare three okay that's that's good so so far so good what's number three number three for me is call of duty model warfare and then number two number two see this is where the toss-up is right because not to like stray i think it's a generational thing Mm -hmm. definitely it's Black Ops 2 is number two for me, and Modern Warfare 2 is number one for me. My man! You feel me? Because I that know, here's the, bro. Here's the, if you know, you know. If like, you if, know, if, you, if you know. If you was there, you was there. You was there, But bro. if you wasn't there, I understand why Black Ops 2 is your number one. Right. Because right. Black Ops 2 is an amazing it Call of Duty. It is an amazing Call of Duty. But it doesn't have nothing on the nostalgia and everything that we did man, when we played Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 2, 2 was bro. a different time. And it again, was, oh my, my history... Is I played Halo 2 and Halo 3 competitive. Right. MLG. Right. Y'all right. wasn't there for that. Right. So I understand why. I mean, you was there for MLG, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't those days. Right. You know? So right. like COD 4 and Halo at the time, crazy. Right. Crazy. Modern Warfare 2, what year was that? 2009? 2008, I think. Uh, 2008? Oh, yeah. Different time, bro. Yeah. Different time. Yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my number Man. one. Cause you know, a lot of people they they be like, oh no, I'm on. But a lot of people weren't there, like you they said. Yeah. But that's definitely my top Call of Duty 
And your list is very similar to my list. Yeah, and I ain't going to give my list. But yeah, if I, if I really got to think about it, right. that's my, that's my that, top That's five. a great list. And Modern Warfare 2 being number one. Those number two ain't budging. But right. my top three ain't budging. Right. Yeah. Man, again, thank you for coming on the Game bro, Recognized Game Podcast, me, bro. bro. This was a very enlightening conversation. Hearing your story, everything that you went through to get to the point that you are. It's inspiring. It's amazing. Continue to do what you're doing, not only in the airsoft space, in the gaming space, in the content space, bro. We appreciate you. My brother, I love you. Man, I love you too, and too. We'll, And I appreciate you. Thank you, you man. Yes, sir. You, bro. Thank, Thank you. you for having me, bro. If you guys haven't already done so, man, go ahead and hit that subscribe button one time. For the one time, I greatly appreciate it. Make sure you guys all make sure you also hit that notification bell so you can be up to date with every time that I drop a podcast. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. And we'll see you in the next one, baby. Yo. Yeah. Yo. <laughs>